everybody. Welcome to the ANN After Show. Why are Jackie and James on the other side of the screen? They always put you on the left, but today you're on the right. And... <laughs> I don't know. That is kind of weird. Oh, what if I do this? I also just realized, hopefully we have a podcast version of this later because our storage is full. And I just asked Chris to clear it so that this will be recorded properly. But um, if it doesn't, we can just rip the audio from YouTube, right, Jackie? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll just do that. Okay, not to worry about it. Okay. We'll find a way. We'll Thanks, find Jeff. a way. Thanks, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So inspiring, even after all these years. All right. Mm-hmm. I want to welcome everybody to the after show. We were off last week because it was a holiday, and I thought we all deserved to celebrate those holidays. So we were not here. But this week, we're catching up on all the romance. It's hard to say all the romantic comedy anime because that's pretty heavy. That'd be like season. 25 shows. That'd be like 25 mm-hmm. shows. This is like a just a romance comedy season for sure. But we're going to talk about three of them. Um, one is Spy Family, which I feel like fits into that slot. Maybe it's more comedy than romance, but there's definitely some romance there. And we're going to talk about Kaguya-sama because it's reaching a climax of sorts at their student festival. So we're going to talk about those developments there. And then I'm going to gush about Science Fell in Love. So I tried to prove it season two. I might be the only person watching that show, but it's it's a fun time. So we're going to talk about those, those nerds and their attempts to scientifically prove that they're in love with each other, even though they're definitely in love with each other. Yeah. They're like already dating pretty much. It's like mm-hmm. Pretty much. But now they just want to do a uh, test to <laughs> quantify it in some way, shape or form, which I don't know. At this point, I think they're in denial and it's really like they're looking for excuses for PDA or something. I don't know. Um, but before we get to the, the anime portion, we're going to talk about the anime news portion. I've got three news items picked out. One of them dropped today. So I'll start with that one because I think it's a pretty big deal. We've talked about the live action One Piece Netflix show that's been in the works for a while. Oda's signed off on it. They've revealed some of the cast. But they finally, the cast they, yeah, they've revealed a lot of the cast at this point. But now um, they've done their first kind of sneak peek of the sets as part of Netflix Geeked Week, which is going on right now. So if you're not familiar with Netflix Geeked Week, that's when they reveal all their like franchise IP for Stranger Things, although that already came out. You know, just the, the stuff that get us nerds really, really excited. And in this case, it includes this really cool video of the sets they've built in in South Africa. No, I don't want YouTube TV. Um, no set- one wants YouTube TV. Please stop asking this. me. I've told you no so many times. Um, yeah, they've built these sets in South Africa where they're filming the show, and I was already pretty stoked to see that. This isn't. I thought this. Was, I mean, after Cowboy Bebop live action, I thought this was going to be like a CG fest, right? You've been hurt before. I have. I have. I like held out for the the Cowboy Bebop live action. I was like, come on, guys, don't be haters so bad. They changed the costumes a little bit. It's okay. You know, it's, it's, show looks great. The casting actually looked really good. And then the script was horrible. And the CG background stuff, filters going on there was just too much. But it looks like they're taking a different route with One Piece. So let's check that out. And just share my screen here. Um, let me turn the subtitles on because there won't be audio. If you're not here before, like they don't let me do audio unless I like download the video. But yeah, this is uh, the main character, the main actor is playing Luffy, and then the two showrunners for the show, and they're on the deck of one of the boats. And they're just going to give us kind of a quick overview. I'm not as familiar with One Piece, although my kid did just recently start watching it. And he's like 30 or so episodes in. So I watched like the first, I think, couple arcs. Um, And it's a good show. It's just there's so much anime and it's so long that it's like hard to get caught up. I'll be honest, looking at this video... I was like, the set looks really beautiful. And um, just hearing and seeing the protagonist for the first time, he is very Luffy-esque. Yeah. Um, even like during the intro, he was like, kind of like sounded like Luffy. and was He's like got that really energy, right? Yeah. So I was kind of like, this is making me intrigued. And I... I also think I'm I'm just being really optimistic here, but with Cowboy Bebop, that was such a dark, heavy story, and the storytelling was so good. And yeah. I was actually talking to someone about this recently. Like, 
they just shouldn't have touched it at all and yeah. left it as it was and literally done verbatim carbon copy but live action because like my what stood out to me from cowboy bebop was like the cathedral scene you know like because mm -hmm. it was like oh my god that iconic scene was brought to life or they should have just completely done separate adventures right yeah so i but and one piece is a completely different beast than cowboy bebop because it's just so campy and cheesy and colorful and like kitty that yeah. i feel like a netflix show can do that because if you think of the the netflix cowboy bebop it was really kitty and campy and that's not cowboy bebop like yeah. I would yeah. never describe Cowboy Bebop as kitty or campy. Like maybe slightly campy, but it was more like more sardonic and dark, if anything. You know what I mean? So it's like right. I feel like seeing those set pieces and just seeing like the kid, and then I looked through the cast again. I was like, you know what? Like it could work because One Piece is um even like the heavier, darker moments of it, like it's still got this like lighter kid show feel than Cowboy Bebop did. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm going to try to be optimistic here. I think the set looks really good. And I, and I felt like they really, it looked like the world brought to yeah. life. It got me a little excited. Um, but I'm just like, I don't, I, I'm a little worried. Cause it's just like, we just know how bad Cowboy Bebop was. Like I thought Cowboy Bebop was atrocious. I thought it was so terrible. Like it's just so bad. So I'm scared. Yeah. I am a little yeah. scared. But yeah. yeah, I'm trying to be hopeful. So, James, what did you think of those sets, or about the prospect of the live action One Piece in general? I mean, as far as the sets go, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of practical effects of any kind. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons I'm such a Tokusatsu fan. So mm -hmm. anything that these days involves building practical sets, um, that's 100% good in my book. Um, I think that's kind of an art that is being a little lost especially with like all the Disney plus shows that have, and they have sets, right? I mean, they're great with sets, but you know, it shooting on location like, isn't as yeah. much of a thing. Anymore. And I don't know. I, I like to look at the sets. Yeah. Um, I thought they looked great. I actually hope that they uh, repurpose them for like a theme park or something yeah. later. No, like, that's I don't want to walk nice. around in it like, or like a, even if it was like a one piece restaurant or something like yeah. just sit on there and have God, like, I just to trash them, which is unfortunate because they look mm. so good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But. Well, it's funny because I had a similar thought to, to Jackie. Um, I've not watched or read any one piece like ever. Mm -hmm. uh, I've wow. maybe seen one random episode when like a roommate of mine had it on in the background, but I've never actually sat down to dig into it pretty much for the same reasons that Jackie mentioned. It's just so yeah. long. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've had it like on the top of my queue in the Shonen Jump app for like three years now. So maybe someday. But I think it almost has, um, like you were saying, Jackie, with Cowboy Bebop, the, the problem with that show was that they, they, they didn't commit to either adapting it or doing their own thing. They hit this weird middle ground where no one was happy because yeah. it didn't feel enough like a successful show in its own right. And it didn't work as an actual adaptation of the original Cowboy Bebop. But one of the good things about One Piece in this situation, I think, is the fact that I don't even think the most hardcore One Piece fan would in a million years expect Netflix to actually adapt beat for beat, even like a single story arc from One Piece, because there's just not enough time on Earth. Yeah. Right? Like this yeah. is never going to happen. And so I think the show has a lot more leeway to really do its own thing. And as long as it has some of the, um, some of like the, the familiar iconography some of the characters kind of like um my wife and i just saw the, the new sonic the hedgehog movies which we loved yeah and i think if they take a similar route where you have the the main characters you have some fun references that the fans will enjoy um but you you can tell your own story and still i think satisfy a lot of people because you're not trying to just do it you know episode for episode for episode so hopefully it'll be good yeah we can yeah. I'm forever an optimist. Not really, but I mean, oh, in this case, yeah, did you see my face? I really wish someone screenshot it. I literally looked at the camera. I was like, is she joking right now? But um, no, I like to, at least with these sorts of projects, like give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't know what benefit like I get out of just assuming they're always going to be trash. I, I do think James touched on something about how this there's no way this is going to cover all of One Piece story or even all of the arc uh, or an entire arc. And also Netflix is way, way cutting back. I mean, they just had 
a news announcement about how they're not handing out money willy-nilly for prestige projects anymore. Yeah, so, that's the other thing. I'm like, is this going to be like net one of Netflix's last big projects? Because it's like with everything announced recently, like I just think they're going to be leaning super heavily into unscripted and like not like not investing like this. Yeah, I, I think those days are are really going to be over. This Sorry to interrupt, but like, no, I it's totally fine. I think yeah, that. this is going to be one of their maybe last big hurrahs. So unless it does gangbusters or something. Um, enjoy it while it lasts, I guess is kind of where I'm at with it as far as this particular project. I've got another trailer that I want to uh, show you guys uh, for another popular franchise. You guys know Fruits Basket? I know Jackie knows Fruits this trailer Basket. trailer got me emotional. Yeah. And I don't get emotional. That's a lie. I get emotional. No, you text me and tell me you're crying all yeah. the time after. I know. I know. I'm like, I do. But it's like, I don't usually like anime like this, but Fruits Basket is like the one anime I do like this. And then um, watching this trailer, I was just like, dude, I'm, I really want to see this movie like yeah. really, really badly. But yeah, we can roll the trailer. It's, it's. Yeah. So just a heads up. This is a Fruits Basket prelude, and this is going to be opening in North American theaters and the UK courtesy of Crunchyroll starting at the end of this month. And we'll be talking about this um, on the show. Hopefully, hopefully we can squeeze it in um, before I've got to fly off to Los Angeles for Anime Expo. Otherwise, we'll do it uh, when I get back and after preview guide. But um, I've got, you know, screeners on the way so that we can, we all three of us can watch it and then uh, talk oh. about it afterwards. So let me get this trailer queued up for you guys. Like again, once again, no sound. But if you go over to Anime News Network and look at the article, the trailer's in there too. So let's go. Um, like the... Uh, title suggests this is a prequel. And so this is Motorcycle Mom. Yeah, this is all. This looks like the focus is on the relationship between uh, Toru's mom and her dad when they first met. And yeah, like Jackie, I also got kind of choked up watching this because they touched on this backstory in the original. Um, yeah, Toru's mom. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. we all want to know what. Like we, I mean, I I didn't read the manga. Yeah. Um, and I didn't watch the old Fruits Basket, so I don't know if they go deeper into the mom's relationship with Toro, but, like, she's just, like, this mysterious, amazing, badass woman, you know? Like, that's all we know about her. So, like, and seeing this was just, like, so, such a good insight into her. And then also you're just like, man, like, I just want to see, like, like who who made Toru? Like, the yeah. probably one of the best protagonists, period, you know? Yeah. Um, and who's the guy? And and I want to know more about the mom. Like, I just, like, I literally want to watch this right now. Also, I just think Toru's mom just, like, has, like, I, I never really knew what she was like. But we just got such a such an insight into what she was like from this trailer. It's a really good trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like her parents, which would be, like, Toru's maternal grandparents, were not, you know, supportive when their child started you know, lashing out. We don't really know what led her to delinquency in the first place. And most of the stuff about her, her time as a delinquent was through the perspective of Toru's friend who was a delinquent for a little while and then, um, you know, left that behind thanks to uh, Kyoko's influence. But yeah, we knew that she was like in a biker gang and that she eventually left the biker gang when she met Toru's dad. Uh, people are saying in, in the comments, and I kind of picked this up from the trailer that the relationship is divisive because there's a significant age gap there. It does look like it might be a student teacher relationship or something. Um, since yeah, there does seem to be an age gap there, which is kind of weird, but I yeah. was just like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 That, I, that's not immediately a, Oh no, I won't watch this, you know, yeah. necessarily, especially with the long established franchise. And um, I don't know. I need to finish the original anime series, but I don't know necessarily what happened to Toru's dad either. Like, I don't think they ever said what happened to Toru's dad. We've never even heard about him. I mean, I, I, I don't that, remember. I don't yeah. remember ever hearing about him. Like, um, all we ever heard about was the the mom and like, yeah. she, I thought, and I just assumed she was a single mom. We just, I like, I don't even remember anything about the dad. I'm pretty sure she was married, and I think, I mean, I think the dad may have died even younger of like illness or something before. Yeah, I assumed he died. Yeah. Yeah. Like but I didn't Yoko had a like much larger him. influence on Toru because I think the father died when Toru was very young. So yeah. I don't know that she uh knows much about it. But yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. So if you 
hadn't heard about that. That's Fruits Basket Prelude. It's going to be in theaters in North America, UK, starting at the end of this month. Um, get, I'm sure Crunchyroll will be pushing where you can get tickets, but I would check, you know, local theaters and, and stuff. It's only going to be in theaters for a few days, so you'll want to get on that. But yeah. Also, it's pretty obvious why she likes Keo now, I think, so. Yeah. I Literally, was... like, her mom looks like Keo. Like, I was yeah. like, which I kind of, I kind of never picked up during the show. Maybe I mm -hmm. thought it for a second, but then watching this whole trailer, I was like, oh, now I know why like, she likes Keo. Like, <laughs> the mom literally looks like Keo and acts like Keo. Yeah. And yeah. has the same, like, trauma as Keo. Like, I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, now that you mention it, there are a lot of parallels between Kyo and, and, Kyo and Kyoko. Yeah. Their names are so even crazier. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I, I honestly that. at first, um, because I hadn't I hadn't taken a close look at the poster because Crunchyroll sent that out to us. Like obviously we're all like, you know, on Crunchyroll's press release list or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't really look take a hard look at the poster. And then when we were watching the trailer, I at first thought, oh, is this about um his family? Like a prelude oh. to his family. And then yeah. I was like, oh no, this is Toru's mom for sure. Cause then I was yeah. like, she looks so familiar. And then I was like, oh, it's Toru's mom. But I, at first I thought it might have been related to Kyo's past. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. Anyway, I'm excited for that. Um, Me too. Excited to watch that. James, have you what what's your familiarity with Fruits Basket? I have seen a decent amount of the the reboot anime. Um uh, and I liked it quite a bit. Uh, like Jackie, that kind of um, sort of late 90s, early 2000s melodrama style isn't usually my favorite thing, but I really, really loved everything that I saw. Um, I think that's just one of those shows where during probably some you know preview guide marathon or something, I just kind of stopped watching it for a few weeks and then yeah, a few weeks became another month. But um, no, I, I really so like it. And, and I agree that I was really fascinated with the fact that her mom was like this badass motorcycle delinquent. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to learn more about her. And I, I hope, um, you know, the, the student teacher romance, I mean, I've, I've made no secret that's not my favorite trope ever. But yeah, I also yeah. agree that, I mean, it's, it's a romance, like it's a, it's a fantasy, right? It's, yeah. I mean, it's a. Especially like from a, that time period of manga. Like yeah. we, you, you see the same exact thing with um, Sakura's parents from Cardcaptor Sakura. Like yeah. it yeah. was a similar situation with them too. Yeah. All right. So for the last anime news bit, before we start talking about all those lovey-dovey anime couples. Um, so I have never watched Sound Euphonium. I'm hoping James has. I watched I watched one episode. <laughs> no, okay. I've never one. seen it, but that yeah. trailer, the music was so good. I was like, I want to watch this. Okay, and so I never say that. I hate non-violent, <laughs> non-action anime. And I remember y'all wanted me to watch what was that that recent one about? Oh, gosh. What was the recent one where they were like playing music and music was banned or something? And then like they would play music and you guys were like, You're talking about Tacked Off Destiny? Yes, that okay. one. You would be like, yeah. The music's really good. And I watched like one episode. I was like, I'm bored to tears. And that one um, had a lot of violence. In yeah, it that too. one did have Did a lot it really? Well, shit, yeah. maybe I should have kept up with it because yeah. the first two episodes, I was like, I'm bored. Um, but this, this music in this trailer was like entrancing. Like I, I was like, I could mess with this, you know, um, which is funny. Cause I really never say that. I don't know. Maybe the song is just really good. I wish we could play it for everybody. You have to go watch it, but it yeah. was really, really nice. So I can give like a, a surface level description of sound euphonium. First off it's a, it's by Kyoto animation. So it's beautiful. And it's based on some light novels that have been coming out for a while. Um, the main character's name is Kumiko. God, I hope I didn't mess that up because I'm doing this off the top of my head. Uh, she joins her high school band and there's drama and friendships and rivalries and they want to you know win the band championship and that's basically what it's about there's two seasons and there's also a spin-off movie called liz and the bluebird i feel like there's also and there's some recap movies i don't remember if there's a just straight original film other than liz and the bluebird so they just announced that kyoto animation will be doing the third season of this. It's not going to open until 2024. So this is going to be in the works for a while. Obviously a lot of emotions wrapped up in this as a Kyoto animation work. Um, the previous seasons, uh, some of the staff members who worked on the previous seasons, um, including 
a member who was really prominent in like the finger articulation and uh, instrument design died in the Kyoto animation fire when that arson happened. So this is revisiting a, a property um, after that tragic event. So I'm going to play the trailer on um, this really beloved series too, by the way, a lot of people um, mm -hmm. really, really enjoy it. So here is Sound Euphonium uh, season three. I was going to say that um, Charles Darcy mentioned this in the comments. Really, the one thing I know about this show, other than its reputation for being uh, stupidly gorgeous, yeah. is that um, there is, I don't want to call it a controversy. That's I think that's a little too uh, spicy. But Are you talking about the Yuri shipping? Yeah, shipping? That's, Sorry, a, yeah. yeah that's the big thing is that it, there's a, what a lot of people feel like is, is if not queer baiting, then at the very least, uh, teasing for um, same-sex relationships that really never actually happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there is controversy over the fact that you know there's a lot of visual language that suggests the two girls will end up together. But what I think one of them's got a, a crush on their instructor at one point or something. Um, so it doesn't really go anywhere. Also, uh, yeah, you guys might have seen a 2023 date earlier if you're watching the video of this. That's for a what sounds like it might be an OAV that's going to come out as well. That's going to cover a particular arc. Um, cool. It'll come out before this upcoming season. Um, I can't really elaborate more on what that is. It's just that there's a particular arc in the novels. It's going to get an anime adaptation too. And all they've said is it's shorter than a movie, but longer than a short. So I don't know. Is that like, like 40 two, minutes special? two or three episodes or something? Maybe that's why I said OAV, but they haven't said for sure kind of what that is so that'll happen next year 2024 is when season three will come out so yeah um and like jackie said because classical music is such a big proponent of the show the music in the series is also really really great it's also i'd never heard of a euphonium before this aired like had never heard of that instrument what is all. that it's that that brass instrument she was holding it's Bigger than a French horn, smaller than a tuba. I feel like I've heard of it, but I would never be able to tell you what that is. Like, I'm yeah. sure in some class, someone was like, this is a euphonium. And I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I thought the music was really, that, that trailer music was like, I was like, holy, this is interesting. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah. It'll Someone's head's going to get blown up, too. It'll be then a while. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any... Yeah, you're like, that doesn't happen, Jackie. That doesn't happen. Someone no. take Jackie to go see. Uh... If their instruments turn into, like, heavy artillery, like, machine guns. That okay, sounds well, you like, like, like Tacked Up Destiny, because that's basically the plot of Tacked Up Destiny. Really? Yeah. yeah. The first two episodes were terrible. Oh. Well, it's kind of a road trip. Kind of opens like a road trip show. Is it good? Should I watch it? James or is it the not whole good? thing. It is. Okay. It is like a solid, I would say like a seven out of ten. That's um, not worth it. Come on now. Come <laughs> <Okay>. on, <James. laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Uh, not with, not with late, Made but... in the Abyss. Though I'll be honest, this season's been kind of quiet for me because yeah. there's not really any like that. Like I, I do think the two front runners for me um, are Spy Family. And I did start to watch Kaguya Sama Love is War, but I'm definitely behind on it. Um, and then birdie wing i had to watch because of uh, this show and then i was just like no 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 the I mean, spoiler alert everyone there's cyborgs now like golf mafia cyborgs okay like you know what james <laughs> so Lindsay assigned me to do the prince of tennis movie and i was literally like there this is so bonkers like his dad is playing tennis without shoes and there is like a tennis mafia and like literally like the uh, the american characters are like completely over the top like like absolutely ridiculous and i was Isn't like there is also no a musical it's a, and it's a musical and it's a musical on top of that. Yeah. And I was like, there is nothing more ridiculous than that. And then literally after I got assigned that, and I was like, you know, I'm going to have to talk to Lindsay because that was just mean. Like, that was kind of cruel to assign me that. And then she's like, we're going to watch Birdie Wing. 
this week. And I was like, okay, cool. And we start watching it. And I'm like, she Lindsay's mad at me. Like Lindsay is officially upset with me for some reason. Because that was like Prince of Tennis. Mind you, I get it. There's totally an audience for it. It's just not me. And then Birdie Wing was just like, I don't even know. I don't know which one is, is better slash worse. Like they were just like both completely off the wall. And now to hear that there's cyborgs in Birdie Wing, yeah. I'm just like, I did not think it could get crazier than Prince of Tennis. And literally Birdie Wing goes there. Yeah. So yeah. The Birdie Wing gets a musical episode. It's pretty much a shoe-in for my end of the year uh top five. By the way, you guys, one segue here. Yeah. Tell me you guys saw everything everywhere all at once. I want one of the greatest that movies so I've ever bad. seen. Lindsay, everyone who's I seen it tells me it's amazing. It, like, it's I've seen it twice. It's literally the best movie I've ever seen. You're gonna love it. It's like yeah. it, it's it's an anime. Am I wrong, James? Like that is like anime a energy. bizarre oh, hardcore anime. anime. It, like the, the plot is just so bizarre. You would only see it in an anime. And the fact that it's live action and it has martial arts and it has like a heavy plot. Like I'm and and so much more than that, Lindsay. I'm like literally like. Uh, and it turns out the short round from uh, I, Temple yeah. of Doom is like secretly really hot now. He's like. James. <laughs> James. I just put that together. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he was in it. James, I did not. I just put that together. You literally just shook me on a whole different level. I read the <laughs> article about that. And I didn't know what the movie was. And I literally just put that together. He, by the way, Lindsay, like if Michelle doesn't win best actress, it's totally, it's like, I will literally just like, I don't even know what I'll do. Something. Burn the Academy down. Yeah. I honestly Chris, think Chris he Rock should win best supporting actor. And I think the, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's another character in there who should definitely win best supporting actress. And she's so young and talented. And I'm just like, are you, are you kidding me? Like that yeah. it, it is literally mind blowingly good. I just like want to watch it right now. But um, I know occasionally we talk about movies on here. Like, if you're an if you're an anime fan, you're you will love that because it's it is like how live action anime should be, James. Right? Like yes, they absolutely. somehow it is as berserk as an anime, and they just somehow made it watchable and beautiful. And it, yeah, honestly, we should write an article about that, James. If you get spare time, because you all know me, I've been working I mean, on the Gungrave, like, the best anime like... of all time article for ten years now. So. There's like at but least yeah. five frames of animation in that movie. So I think we can make it count. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's technically animation. There is literally like one, like she is there. I know which part you're talking about. Like there's yeah. a flash of an animated scene, but anyway, but yeah. yeah. So I digress. I it's not available on streaming yet at all either, right? No, no but it will be in like a couple weeks. Like a week. Okay. Totally okay. Yeah. If it's not playing in theaters near me anymore, then I will definitely watch it as soon as it hits streaming. It's sure. worth seeing in theaters because it's yeah. just so cinematography like from a cinematography perspective like i would recommend seeing it in a theater. big screen it's beautiful yeah. like you definitely cool. can't take the kiddos to it though there's some parts that are a little intense but yeah 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 i've heard it's not kid friendly but i could i think james and i talked about how if as long as my mom's cool i could take my mom but only if she's like a cool mom yeah, yeah i think so i think cool she, mom's yeah. Yeah. Cool mom's yeah. Mom. yeah yeah all right I think it's time to start talking about um, these lovey-dovey teenagers and whether they're going to, you know, finally admit that they love each other. And full-grown adults in the case of... Yes, uh, spy family. family. We've got yeah, some adult me, representation. Let me zoom in on those lovey-dovey hearts there, yeah. Oh, All guys. right, so Jackie's behind, so I don't want to, like... You can spoil me on it. Okay. I think um, I'm... Uh, I watched, like, season two and, like, the first episode of season one. I mean, I know the pres the... I just gonna say I know the president. I know the <laughs> premise. Um, this is the president and the vice president, and they're in yeah. love. And like what I've always said that I don't like rom-coms, but what I love about this anime is that they make their battle of trying to get like the other person to admit that they're in love with them. Like it's literally like a battle. Yeah. Like it is like a uh like a war anime or, or like shown in anime in a sense because like them just trying to get the other person to confess is just like got all this amazing build-up intention which i'm assuming continues through season three so it does but the most recent episodes look like they might finally like progress beyond just will they won't they i'm gonna get him to say it first i'm gonna get her to say it first both kaguya 
and um, Miyuki here, I'm going to call him by his first name because I always forget his last name. Um, both Kaguya and Miyuki are kind of coming to terms with the fact that they know that they like the other one and mm-hmm. that forcing the other one to do it first, Kaguya starts thinking that it's actually cowardly of her to do that. Why am I being a coward about my feelings when I know what my feelings are and I'm pretty sure what his feelings are so why does he have to say it first? When did I become this way? And then this Aww. most recent week, we actually got a flashback episode that shows when Miyuki first fell in love with Kaguya. And in fact, the whole reason he became student council president was so he could be close to her. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's cute as heck. I'm excited now. Yeah. So this is all going on in the backdrop of the student um fest- the festival the cultural festival you know every anime's got to have their culture festival festival episode and um they just haven't quite met up yet but they've both decided without communicating it to one another i think kaguya's decided she's going to confess to him and he's decided that if she doesn't do it first because he doesn't want to take that moment away from her uh, that he will do it before the festival's over. So now we're just sort of like sitting and waiting, like. Well, and for uh, for Yuki, there's also kind of a ticking clock element because he's committed now to um, to going to school overseas. Yeah. And so he knows that if if he if either one of them doesn't confess soon, they're going to miss out on their chance to to even be together because he's going to be in a different country. Yeah. And so there's the stakes are high. Stakes are so high. Yeah. I mean, so, as high as they've ever been, which is. Not terribly high, but still, like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And r- just right admit now- it already. Yeah. So like, I just want to see them happy, and I'm. But I think the problem is too. Like, is this based on a manga? Yes. Yeah. So, is the manga still going on, or is it over? The manga's still going on. I actually know some manga spoilers thanks to uh, Nicholas Dupree, Lost Thief. Um, I do we've talked about him on Discord. So, I mean. God, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't spoil on the stream, huh? Don't do that. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. But yes, the manga's still ongoing. So uh if you've read it, you know, you already kind of know what's what's gonna happen. But yeah. Uh so they're they're doing that, but there's actually a secondary couple developing in the background that I almost find even more endearing, even though they're not the main couple at all. And that's uh James, what's the name of the gamer kid? Oh, is it uh, you and uh, you and uh, Subame? Yes. Yeah, so you, who's the you know kind of brooding guy? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Dude, he has a a crazy backstory. His yes. backstory in season two, I was like, it got me right in the heart. It was that cool. honestly, I was kind of getting bored with Kaguya-sama Love Is War, and then that um like little section happened. I think it was towards the end or middle-ish of season two, and then I yeah. it got me back on the show because yeah. I was kind of like, I'm over it. I get it. They like each other, and they get it together. And then they showed that, and I was like, in oh, He's that is boy. Some heartbreaking shit. I'm sorry, like, and that girl, and then he def- oh man, I, I can't we can't even get into it. But yeah, I was like, continue what you're saying. But he he is definitely one of my favorite characters. He's had a lot of growth over since that moment in the season, you know, when he joined the cheerleading squad. And when he did, he met Subame, who's an upperclassman. I think she's one year older than him. She's got like pinkish hair with I think it's kind of like yellow at the bottom or something. Kind of um, purpley, like a or is it purpley? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got colorful hair and you know and she's very uh she's very chipper and optimistic and he's developed a crush on her and he's become uh like reacquainted with her because the cheerleading thing isn't really going on anymore but he uh signs up to be what is it like he not student council because i mean he's technically already on the student council but it's the uh planning committee i think for the festival he starts showing up to that Mostly to see her, but uh, she likes a lot of his ideas. And then they they cross paths at the festival. And um, another one of the girls, and I'll kind of get into that in a little bit, uh, convinces him to just ask her out. Just ask her to go into the haunted house with you that your class is putting on. Like, she'll think it's great. Just ask her to go. And he does. And she says yes. And they're going to go to the haunted house together. That'll never happen for him. 
so happy. and i maki the the snaggletooth girl that's kind of being his his, yeah. his wing woman she yeah. was kind of in the running for maybe my least favorite character of the cast yeah um, not because i like i didn't i don't hate her but she's just she's an she's an intentionally kind of obnoxious and annoying which one is it um it, uh, so what's, this is um what's her name i'll google it it's maki, maki. so she's actually kaguya's second cousin or like her cousin like twice removed or something and um oh i don't even i haven't even been introduced to her i don't think she's even been in season one or two so she's involved in like a, another love triangle yeah um, oh no between uh what's oh, what's her name um those two kids the two so there's a couple that's always wandering around and they're always like lovey-dovey with each other like perfectly happy together boyfriend girlfriend i can't remember their names either right well the boyfriend only just got a name like a couple episodes ago because he's <laughs> yeah. always just been referred to as her boyfriend yeah and there's even a gag where where they're like oh his name's subasa um, yeah and the show's like yeah it took us three seasons to give him a name um so, but yeah. maki also likes Subasa, but she's friends with Subasa's girlfriend. So she kind of just like is in love with him in the background, right? And will come and hang out in the student council room and kind of like bitch about it, about how she can't be with her guy because he's always lovey dovey with his actual girlfriend and oh god damn it, you know, this is the worst thing ever, sort of thing. Is that why you found her grading James? Is because she's just yeah. a little bit, and I think um just like the trope of like the 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 manipulative girl that's trying to break up the couple but yeah. what really won me over to her and my wife and I were talking about this is that kind of early on in this season we kind of felt like the show was wading a little bit into that like you know guys and girls can't just be friends like there's always going to be something between them and like you know if your if your boyfriend has friends that are girls that's a problem but this this half of the season, I think, has done a really awesome job of like showing how the male and the female characters can be like really really good friends. And I just love seeing that uh, Maki has more to do than just be jealous about that relationship that she can't have. She can yeah. like, she can be supportive to you and help him out. And I thought that was really adorable. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah I liked that turn for her too. And they've also they've built on. Uh, the girlfriend as well because she's actually like kind of darkly jealous too like there was yeah there was like there was an episode wasn't the most recent one it was a couple back that was I thought it was pretty funny and it was her Kaguya and I don't remember who else was in the student council room but she it's, was, uh, it's the girl that you is always fighting with I always forget oh, her name is her name like Eno yes yeah um, the girl with the little like loose loose pigtails um, Chica's kind of been MIA for a while, just kind of realizing that. But yeah, there was a. Well, she had her rap. She had a giant rap battle. And so. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have missed so much this season. I'm. Yeah, like, there's a oh whole rap God. episode, Jack. Yeah, there's a couple. There's like two almost rap episodes because. Okay. Because Miyuki decides he wants to rap, and if you've watched the previous episodes, like he, there's always there's been a couple different episodes where Chica tries to teach him how to do something, whether it's like rap or just sing karaoke, um, blow up balloons. Uh, there's just been like, and he can't do it. He's hor just horrible at it. And so there's an episode where he wants to learn how to rap and Chica's just like, I'm not teaching you. I'm not doing this. No, no, I'm not teaching you how to rap. You're horrible at singing already. Um, this is gonna kill me. No, it's depressing to even try. And But in the end, she still ends up trying to teach him how to rap. But that's like a secondary. What I was trying to say is that the the girlfriend uh, thinks her boyfriend's cheating on her in, in one episode, and she just gets really scary about it. And then we learn that Kaguya has kind of a streak like that too, where it's like, don't cheat on Kaguya because she will probably kill you. Like, I mean, I think it's pretty common for most people. <laughs> yes. Just being honest, I don't want to be the girl <laughs> yeah. to say that, but uh... these kids are not about open relationships. <laughs> yeah. No, they ain't, they ain't about it. No. So that's kind of the cliffhanger we're still at now, though. Like, I know we've always been waiting for them, one of them, to confess. But I think we're actually at a point where one of them is gonna confess. I don't know who or Why how. Why do you think that? Like, what's going on? It's just the tone of the most recent episode seems really serious. Like, they're both really intent on confessing at this festival. 
And if I had to pick like a cliche, you know, it'll probably happen during the bonfire scene or something like that. You know, because there's always a bonfire at these festivals and there's either like some sort of dance or making a wish or some sort of ritual that they incorporate into it. That means your love will come true. So just waiting, but they'll probably drag it out to the season finale if I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we shall see. TBD. I got to catch up. Y'all yeah. are making me excited. I'm like, oh. yeah. There's been a there's there's been a couple episodes this season where I was like, that was okay. It didn't really like hook me, but there's been some that were really really funny too. Speaking of confessing, um. though, uh, <laughs> here okay. is uh, Lloyd and Yor, and they met Yor's weirdo brother. God, he was Lloyd. disappointing, huh? Yeah, I kind of that was him. just like, like I was kind of excited to meet him, and then like they introduced him into the episode, and I was like, okay, he's really nice and sweet, and like I kind of want to see how he interacts with them, and then it was just weird, and 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 obviously she he has like a really weird attachment to his sister, and I was like, this just went haywire for me. Yeah. Am I James, alone? You kind of liked him, though. I did. I did like him. Um, I, I thought he's he a hot mess for sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's because I was in kind of like, again, my wife and I are always talking about like Duncan Romper or something, and he has very <laughs> much like a a character ripped straight out of that that franchise. Ooh, which one? Um, uh, we were uh, we were specifically thinking of um, a Kurekio Shinguji from Duncan Romper V three, who which also has a a sister complex, although his is is much more actively murderous but it's that same level of where i think if he was just like a creeper that was a little too into his sister i think that would have been more off-putting for me but the fact that he's so dumb and (laughs) and so and so awkward and hopeless to where he's like pounding back wine just to like get through the night i don't know there's something about it i think both he and your are kind of dumb like this is this is this is something about the show that isn't working exactly for me so your is this hyper competent assassin lady right she like yeah. murders people efficiently quickly and you're gonna tell me that she has never like ever used seduction as a technique to kill a dude before like is that because she has no game like at all no romantic yeah or- that doesn't make sense especially because when she, there we saw her in action with some guys remember she yeah. like killed a bunch of dudes and yeah. she was super sexy in that yeah so i just think that it's like easy for her to play that role or part when she has no actual she, feelings tied when to she's it. in like murder mode yeah but i okay. think that when he's trying to kiss her and she knows that she likes him and it's like uncomfortable because it's like that's probably not the way that she wants that kiss to go down like it's yeah, in front of her brother cute. yeah yeah that would be weird well yeah. I, I to me I, I i guess i took it more as because it, it shows how even when she was like a kid because apparently she's been doing this assassin thing forever yeah uh, since their parents died she yeah. just come home like covered in blood and and just like not even be concerned and so i don't think it's i don't think they're dumb so much as they are um, kind of like in the same way that Lloyd is, they from from a very young age they've been brought up to to do this incredibly specific, dangerous job that kind of actively discourages um, having relationships. That's and, okay. Yeah. And so and Lloyd is like, Lloyd is straight up just talked about how he is no stranger to sex. He does it all the time to get what he wants, but yeah. um, he's never had an actual romantic relationship and. I don't know. I guess maybe I assume that for yours, she's never like had to seduce anyone because she she's strong enough that yeah, he can just kill you. Like she doesn't yeah. need to get that close. Yeah. You can just that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess like that's just a little bit where like my suspension of belief is pushed a bit because it's like, I mean, I understand like working writing the story that way so you can have these sort of like awkward romantic encounters and build up the tension and stuff like that. That's the way you know the way they've decided to do it. But the other part of me is like, y'all are adults. Have you never read a book that had a sex scene in it or anything? Like never encountered any kind of media that was kind of sexy. So you have an idea of like how this stuff works or I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I just think that's like just the was too young. And so I just like am unfazed. Or well, Cause we've talked about this before where there's just this running theme of grown ass adults 
not knowing just like the fundamental basics of of even the most like average like sexual functions yeah and maybe that's uh, you know i've read about how there's kind of a, a severe issue with like a lack of sex education in japan especially for oh. women um wow. and so maybe that's just like a interesting maybe it'd be more believable you know growing up in japan and and like you know that's interesting not, not talking like, about that stuff i don't know so i i have like no idea this is completely spitballing i'm just wondering like why because the motivations for like lack of comprehensive sex education in America would have to be completely different than why that wouldn't exist in Japan because it the the culture of America and why it's that way here does not transpose onto the culture of Japan so why would they have not comp not have comprehensive sex education over there for girls like I'm surprised about that too because it like seem relatively open about that like think about like Sailor Moon and like all the stuff that we've, you know what I mean? Like that opened us up to that stuff. I, I, I don't know. There's like super pervy characters in anime, like at a really young age, you know what I mean? So I just would assume that maybe they're more comfortable with that stuff. I mean, I, heck yeah. if I know, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's like. My, my best guess would be it's probably about like, if we're thinking of like the patriarchal sort of expectations of women, right? Like mm -hmm. my guess would be that the mindset is probably like, well, why would, why would you need to teach a young girl about sex? She'll just learn about it from her husband when she gets married. Oh, right. That's um, dumb. Yeah, yeah. We've got that argument a lot like, as, a, as a teacher. We've had a parents basically argue that where it's like, why would, why would my daughter need to learn about sex education? You know, she'll learn about that on her wedding night. Um, <laughs> Gonna die. Which yeah. is no words statistically proven to be a terrible, terrible plan, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So no words. Yeah. Uh we didn't talk about Spy Family last week either. And so while this episode was mostly about um well, no wait. Actually, I want to touch on something else about your too, because she spends a lot of this episode um unsure of whether she's a good fake wife or not hmm. because of i don't i'm not really that was also something i, I felt felt kind of strange to me um she kind of gets preoccupied in this episode about whether she's a good wife for lloyd because of her lack of knowledge about wife things like cooking and that is also okay that okay that's where i wanted to go with that why doesn't she know how to cook did the little boy do the cooking the entire time because she's been raising her brother since he was like small so what did they eat heck if we know i'm not trying to like put a bunch of like, plot holes in this or anything it's just like when that came up I was like but you've been raising it basically your little brother for a long time. I mean, it seems like she was out of the house a lot because she was, you know, murdering for money, but like it's also the 40s, 50s, and fast food wasn't really they had to eat something. Who was feeding him? Maybe he just learned how to cook. I'm I'm no idea. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, because Charles Darcy is saying she can cook, it just always turns out bad. And I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, cooking is a skill that you can hone through practice it's weird for you to never ever get any kind of sense about how to do it better after you've failed so many times in a row um, you say that <laughs> you say that how's your cooking james i'm a great cook my wife oh, okay. cook it just fine but i yeah. i know people okay? yeah <laughs> i know people who have not who have chosen i suppose uh to to not master the skill because they're not as concerned with things like you know flavor and all that stuff um I, I guess uh, Yuri did seem kind of surprised when he ate Lloyd's food. Um, so it could be that he's just put up with her bad food for forever because she's his sister and he'd never say a bad word about that's, her. And so. That's possible too. Yeah. Cause they did show what her breakfast was for Anya. And like, I agree. Okay. Usually in anime, when someone's a, yes, usually in anime when someone's a bad cook, it's just like pixelated out and all purpley looking, right? Like that's like a reoccurring yeah. thing. But I, I noticed while I was watching it, no one was commenting on it, but I was looking at the food whenever they'd show the table and was like, is that fish and mushrooms? Which is, I think, what it was. And I'm like, for breakfast? And I even doubted myself. I was like, maybe that's the thing. Like, I don't... 
you know, I, I'm not... I, I thought the same thing. I was like, is this like their weird alternate universe version of like paella? It's like, is that what that is? With like some kind of German food? I'm not, because this is. But it looked like know, cat food. <laughs> it's going to look like cat food. Cat food. Yeah, it did look like cat food. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm 35. I'm not great at cooking, but I know how to like bake fish and like put veggies in the air fryer and not burn them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like great at it. Yeah, but it's I mean, like I, I just mess up how too. To make like a my mean omelet and casserole. Like it's like I think I have like some dishes, you know. But it's not like um. By the way, I'm like kind of your right now. I'm just like looking at my. It's true. It's I'm just true. reverse your. Take my little glass off. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But um, I, uh, my husband this? does all the cooking, so I mean, Jackie, yeah. is there anything you need to tell us about like your part time job? Like, is I know, <laughs> right? I was like, people for money. Is that what you're telling? She's got some like sharp things like hidden back there in her hair so <laughs> she can just pull out <laughs> i'm not yeah. gonna lie i do need to do your cosplay and i do think that um what do you call it we were doing like the mother's basement and uh i or what do you call the mother's basement was going to be on the uh trailer watch party for us and uh Lindsay wanted to make the thumbnail jeff as um as lloyd and me as your and then Lindsay was gonna, gonna be on you <laughs> but my photoshop skills aren't weren't good enough so i couldn't but yeah couldn't none of us were that good so anyway yeah yeah yeah, yeah your is uh definitely popular um i don't use reddit a lot but um my husband does and i've heard that if you go to the cosplay subreddit uh everyone is your right now it's just yeah she's yeah. huge yeah. like even on tiktok people are like yours different outfits you know what i mean and i was like oh doesn't she only have well she has her work outfit this red sweater which loki i want like this is a really it's, it's really so cute. cute the open the back, open back. Yeah. yes i know i was like every girl is like oh my gosh i would wear it. that off shoulder open back tan boots her little yeah. tan ankle boots with it yeah. i'm like oh she's adorable we yeah. we all we all love your yeah i don't great. know how i feel about lloyd sometimes he annoys me but yeah yeah he was kind of a jerk this week like i get it he yeah. had to be because he's a spy and if he fails the world ends, but, but i agree with Lindsay. like it was like why is he like like testing her and stuff it's like i didn't annoying. like that yeah you're annoying. i mean I, I i kind of understand from this is gonna sound weird from a journalist perspective like sometimes you really want to believe someone's telling you something but you have to for your own sake figure out that it's true even if your gut tells you that it's true because if you're wrong like shit blows up but um Still was still didn't like that he uh um, and it's like you get it, right? Because if if her brother's the secret police, that's true. And their job is literally to hunt people exactly like him. It is yeah. a little weird that she just so happened to get into this cockamamie, let's just get married and live together scheme. That's true. Yeah, but, but, but her personality so we, we know yours. Love innocent, knows so no bounds, James. It knows no bounds, and fate happens. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't even know if I believe in that anymore, but I mean it's a cute concept, so yeah. But the with when he tested her and he, like he had the scarred up face, I, I thought it was a good bit that you know he brought in the fluffy haired guy again to like put on a so over the top like even lloyd was like he's really going hard here (laughs) which you gotta love that guy because even when they were doing that like fake mission and he was like the villain like i was just like you know 100 (laughs) exactly like he's a little annoying but at least he gives it his all and i like that uh lloyd gave him like a false face but then he was really mad when he tore it off because he wanted to go pick up girls with it because i mean (laughs) (laughs) i I forgot that part you're right yeah Yeah. Yeah. he was like dude like come on i i don't look like this (laughs) (laughs) so bad but i do think i do think the the whole once she passed that test or whatever i think he lloyd did feel some genuine guilt over it like because they do that like narration over where he's like are you gonna or do you feel ashamed for testing her or something like that and it's like he does a little bit because it's again we can give him a little grace here he is a spy you know what i mean so it's like we Mm -hmm. can give him a little bit of grace i am like 
like okay so she like twisted his arm and was like if anyone does anything to them like i'm gonna really hurt them yeah. and like i feel like she has been in some situations where she's obviously shown that she's not like a weak woman yeah and it's like it's she hasn't even tried to cover it up like she hasn't been like yeah. oh i take some self-defense classes or like right. i know a little bit about martial arts and he doesn't question it at all like if i saw a girl like twist someone or almost break their arm i'd be like dude like, yeah you know, like if you're I, just like walking at an anime convention and some girl like flips a guy over and then puts him in an arm bar, like, okay, I did kung fu for like a little bit. Yeah. I'm way out of practice, but like, that's nuts. And even yeah, when but, she was asleep, right? And then she yeah, was like, drunk. like secret weapon. And then she was like kicking his ass. Yeah. And he is like the dude. Like, the they've top not guy. talked about that. I feel yeah, like it, there it's should just be like, a conversation. I honestly thought at that point he was going to be like, okay, something's not right here. Yeah. Like, I was like waiting for that combo. And then I was just like, oh, we're going to just skip over that. Like, too. I'm a super spy full of, you know, I've tricked everyone and anyone to get the information that I want. But this lady that I met at the, the dressmaker who apparently can kick my ass drunk, <laughs> no questions about that. Totally normal. You know what I thought was weird? I would say when it comes to yours characterization, and maybe this is just me being a much more bitter and vindictive person than her, but the fact that she's just like apparently cool with all those ladies from work, including the one that straight up called and her like so a whore rude to her. To the yeah. She's, she's just like, oh hey, it's good to see you back. It's like murder her, woman. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it's also like, why do you talk to them? Like they're not nice. None yeah. of them are nice. There's not yeah. even one of them that was like really nice. So it's like. I get the impression maybe she's been really like socially um, isolated because she had to take care of her brother so young and then like That's do the murder true. jobs that she probably didn't have friends in school and didn't like learn those sorts of things. Like, so, you know, some people are backstabby or catty or whatever. Yeah. When people talk That's to you this way, they're actually not nice. And she hasn't had like any guidance in that area. That's. Yeah. That's kind of the, what I'm running with as being why she puts up with that and also why she's, you know, really inexperienced and doesn't know how to navigate, like, romantic situations at all for the same reason. I think they're kind of related. Spent too much time killing for money. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. All right, we've Love got about... There. <laughs> Have we all yeah, been there? Like a universal experience, right? Everyone killing people their... for money? Assassin for hire phase. You have yeah. your, your goth punk phase. You have your okay. That's true. Yeah, really. Um, the last romance. I'm gonna just yell about this one because it's not getting a lot of attention just in general. But this is science fell in love, so I tried to prove it. Uh, season two. The actual season two has like a mathematical equation on the end of it that I can't make sense of. So I'm just calling it season two. Um, if you're not watching this. I think you should try it out. Uh, start with the first season. The animation's, yeah, you know, it's not it's not stellar. It is pretty funny. It is cute. It is another uh, rom com that's airing where they're already in an established relationship. That's also one of the kind of weird trends that's going on right now. It's not really like, are they gonna hook up? It's they're already hooked up. So how's the relationship gonna play out? Um, in this case, it takes place in college, too, which is, you know, kind of a plus because we usually only get high school kids um, trying to fall in love or whatever. And these two are science, scientists, savants, like they're both really, really smart. They're working in a, what's called the Ikeda lab at their college. And the girl, God, I should get my husband in here because he knows all their names. I'm so bad with the names, you guys. Um, the girl in it is she confesses first. She says, I think I'm in love with you. And because of how they both operate, his response is like, well, prove it. Like, how how do you know that? And so the entire show expands out with them basically make trying to come up with a, a scientific thesis to prove that they're in love with each other and doing a bunch of ex different kinds of experiments, including, and uh, like comparing their... Uh, serotonin levels after doing certain types of things by spitting into vials and stuff it's got some legitimate like scientific basis for the different experiments that they do and they have like this little mascot show up and explain to you while also condescending to you the whole time about how dumb you are what these scientific concepts are so you learn like a little bit while watching it but 
It's been really cute. Um, I watched the first season a couple, and then a couple years went by, and now the second season's airing. Um, they very obviously love each other, but it's fun to see how you could maybe attempt to quantify how much you're attracted to someone or how uh, how much in love you are based on like the length of the relationship. They start uh, comparing things with uh, the other members of their lab. So they have, you know, con control experiments and stuff involving the other members of the lab and then compare their results to them. And then they go to a different lab on campus where there's another couple involved and uh, try and compare their results to this established couple. It's kind of, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, and both the characters are, are cute. So, so that's my quick sell. <laughs> I actually like the first so I, I didn't know there was two seasons, so I accidentally started watching the beginning of the first season. Yeah. And um, it was really, really cute. But it just reminded me of Kaguya-sama Love is War, yeah. but um, less less funny and less yeah. hype and intensity, but, like, more, like, science-y. Like, so, like, obviously they really like each other, but then they're trying to, like, prove to each other they don't like each other and that, like, it could be other factors for why they're having these like reactions so like it was cute it was very kaguya sama love is war-esque and i do love how the characters look like she is gorgeous and yeah. like he's he's obviously like a handsome dude or whatever yeah. and nerdy and funny um and this last episode i watched was um actually really interesting because apparently like who's the guy with the glasses uh that i have on the screen right now yeah yeah, that's the main boyfriend. I can't tell you their names. I don't Yeah, remember. I forgot his name, but he's like tutoring his um sensei or like some really like over I don't know, some great professor um that professor's daughter. And the professor's daughter is like, "Oh, I don't even know how you're like dealing with her cuz she's an idiot and like all this yeah. stuff." And then he just like lays down like the law on this guy who is his his like sensei you know what i mean yeah. like he's gonna be saying something like that and he's basically like just served him a dish like i was like oh my gosh and james it's really interesting because he like talks about all these like scientific theories that show that like if you don't like um give your child positive reinforcement then they end up being like like that whatever you say negatively about them but he like literally pulls out like different um scientific studies. like surveys and studies yeah mm -hmm. and he like is like have you heard of this study or this study or that study and then like it had like little diagrams of the study and stuff like that and it like literally like i was like are oh my there, god are there, are they, these are real studies like real studies. Studies. Yeah, and, and then it kind of reminded me of dr stone where we did a store we did a feature piece about like how can how you learn science through dr stone and i was like this is actually interesting because I don't know what the rest of the episodes are like because I've only watched the first episode and then this one. But it's like if the if they lean into that where it's like how these different studies affect love or affect like relationships and you're actually learning about different studies. I don't know, Lindsay. You can tell me yes, the rest. That's, of the yes, that's accurate. Yes, they either so the that made me want to watch it because then yeah. I was like, I'm learning something, mm -hmm. and the story's cute. Yeah. So it might be a good one to put on in the background. Like, I don't think this is one I'm going to be like, you know, attack on Titan. Like I turn the lights off. I put it on my big screen. This might be one that um, I'll literally have up in the background while I'm working or something. But yeah, like now I'm kind of intrigued by it because but the the first episode was cute. And then it went into the second one and I was kind of like, uh, I, but then that watching that last episode was really, really strong for me. So yeah, horny or Bill Nye is basically like yes, that. yeah, Hi, it's kind of, yes, that's yeah. probably a pretty good yeah, horny Bill yeah. Nye's yeah. The one Jackie's talking about to kind of expand on it, um, yeah, the girl he's tutoring is a high school student, and she's a gal, which means like she's really into like her nails and like hair accessories and going shopping, and her dad is you know this impressive math professor at a college, and he's just like, I don't want to say yeah kind of degrading her all the time about how she's not applying herself but it's not in a way that's like oh i know you could do better if you really applied yourself he actually like calls her an idiot or says you know i don't know how you ended up this stupid that kind of stuff he's all really the time. Rude. yeah he's really hard on her and um the main male character here is tutoring her and then on his way out you know they have this confrontation where the dad is like, I know it must be really hard on you to tutor my daughter. I don't know why she's so stupid. Da, 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 da. And yeah, he quotes some real um, 
studies that basically says, you know, the reason she has low self-esteem and isn't applying herself is because you talk to her this way is kind of the end result okay. of it. But it's like backed up with these scientific studies. And they, they bring those sorts of things up all the time. So they'll, if they introduce like a scientific concept that is maybe something you've never heard of, there will usually be like some sort of intermission at some point where the bear mascot who wears like a little graduate cap comes and explains it to you, but in a kind of a rude way, because he's kind of a monokuma type, uh, yeah. Don Rampa sort of mascot. He doesn't have any other stuff going on in the show so he, funny. he just only shows he's up like for those monokuma. moments he's so not like monokuma monokuma's an evil teddy bear this is just like a little science teddy bear <laughs> well yeah but he like isn't like he thinks humans are stupid and stuff all the time so yeah okay see i didn't see that i was like dang comparing any teddy bear to monokuma <laughs> is like really saying a lot yeah. like monokuma actually this would be a really good anime news network list like scariest um cute mascots because um i think of monica that yes. little cat thing and monokuma we got it we need to do a list of the top five because that would be anyway i digress but yeah murder mascot i didn't i didn't i didn't think this little guy would have made it on the top five list but Lindsay seems he's, kind of a dick he is yeah he's kind of a dick <laughs> Dang, okay but yeah i rec yeah i definitely recommend it if you want you know some some fluffiness and yeah you'll learn some things while you watch it it's it's a good time it's a good time well next if you guys have are on our youtube channel you can go ahead and check it out we've already decided that next week we're going to be talking about made in abyss because the second season is premiering in july so jackie james and i are gonna revisit uh the first Yay. season and the movie that i've put off watching it's all on high dive i've been scared to watch the movie because i've heard some things about it but i definitely want to watch the second season so i gotta what do you mean what have you heard movie. about the movie it's just graphic it's just you know really graphic the one that you sent me the dawn one yeah what do you mean what's graphic on there there's some torture stuff in it oh guys some, i don't know if i can fucking handle this i don't some. know if i can handle this that 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 midi scene like still fucking haunts me so bad yeah i would it's not what hmm. oh, okay hmm. I was about to say it's not as bad as that, but when I think about it, oh my god, know. James, I cannot fucking handle. I it's not as emotional as that. It's, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not as emotional. It's just sort of like gross. Yeah, it's more gross, more like saw kind of gross. Not yeah. like not like heart wrenching necessarily. Oh, like it's, 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 it's not rainbow. Oh, oh, <laughs> you just held that face so long. Yeah. I thought you froze. <laughs> no, I'm like, I don't want to see this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, oh, I haven't watched it yet either, Jackie. So it's like, it's going to be the same for both of us. Like, I don't. Oh yeah. my God. All right. So yes, be back here on Monday, June 12th, 13th. Be here June 13th, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll be talking about Made in Abyss. Get you all caught up before the second season premieres in July. This has been uh, Lindsay Loveridge of Anime News Network with Jackie Jing and James Beckett. This is the AN After Show, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>